When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Hey, everyone. You're listening to Human to Human, the show that connects truths and bridges the gaps between our human experiences, one conversation at a time. I'm your host, Stacey Ike, and I'm so glad you're here. This episode's special guest is Ron Bass, visual artist, designer, and all-around powerful human being. In this Human to Human conversation, Ron and I, we dive into what it really takes to see ourselves the way God sees us. We also comb through self-love, societal programming, trauma, and healing through the lens of the Black experience. Prepare for the deep dive, y'all. I warned you. It's so good, though. Before each episode, I give a few recommendations inspired by the conversation that you're about to hear. I share a song to add to your playlist and a book for you to check out. I also share a reflection question based on something that was sparked by the episode. So here goes. This week's song to put on repeat is Human Nature by Michael Jackson. This week's read is The Body is Not an Apology by Sonia Renee Taylor. And the reflection question is, what does my self-talk sound like these days? Don't hesitate to leave your response in the comments or at stacyack.com. Now, let's get into the episode with Ron. I'm really excited to get into today's conversation because, I mean, to me, you exemplify self-love while still doing the work and still having self-awareness with that. And that's like one of my favorite things about you. And I think that's really important during this time, if not now more than ever, um, to just talk through that, the processes we're both going through, the discoveries we're feeling, all of those things that make us even more human human and connect our humanity in a, in a better way. So thanks for coming not on. Cut, not to cut you off, and I just, I'd be remiss if I didn't do it, but for the fact that you see that in me, I, I don't take it lightly. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, a, when I say an honor for, you know, to, to grow up in a household with love, I was surrounded by love, and for that to be the thing that some people see mm-hmm. in me, um, it's, it's, it's very touching because yeah. um, I believe that love is the answer to so many things. Um, and just to be associated with that, if for someone to think of me and think of those things, it's like, it's just like a, it's a true honor for me. So I know that I don't want to go down a line and not just say thank you for seeing me in that light, for always seeing me in that light. And um, I just want to reiterate that I'm just a reflection of those that are in my life, positive mirror image. Mm. So the things that you see in me is just reflection to you. So thank you for that. Um, mm. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just wanted to make that clear that thank you for seeing me in that light. And um, I see you that way as well. That means a lot. lot. And I, I totally, I like, I appreciate that you did that because I think, again, sometimes we forget that the people that surround Mm -hmm. you are a reflection of you. And so what you're working on, the the people around you are working on, when you guys click in that way, honestly, like we've been friends for what, two, three years, like maybe three years, four years. Feels like longer. I know. I was like, connection and I don't even, has it been two years? I mean, I've always known of you, but I think we finally like right. connected, connected right. maybe two, three years ago, but it definitely feels like 
eons like we you know because we just kind of got in most people you kind of warm up yeah it was just like our hearts were like oh friends like there oh, it is. let's do it you know? <laughs> I, I will yeah. I have to tell you that there was a moment that just even though we were already past we're like oh solidified as this is my friend but there was just a moment where I realized how much you pay attention it was last year at Essence Fest and we were all walking like after this great concert uh, and we're like okay cool let's go to Ace Hotel let's have a good time and I said the yeah. phrase a lot um, when things were funny, I'm like, oh my God, I'm dead. Oh my God, I'm dead. And Ron oh, pulled me yes. aside and was like, Stace, you're not dead. You're alive. You're so alive. Oh, I man. don't want you. I don't want you. And I was like, I mean, he paused me in the middle of like, <laughs> it wasn't Bourbon Street, but it could have been. It was just like, <laughs> I had never had that experience where like your friend just paid attention in that way. Yeah. And it was like, you are not dead. You are so alive. And I know you're just kidding. And I hope you don't think this is the wrong way. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. This is Cause sometimes you have to meet people with that. I've, I've heard that. And sometimes it's, to be honest, it kind of makes me cringe sometimes, especially when sure. I can see the light and I see literally love flowing out of you through sure. your smile, through your radiance. So like to hear some words, even though I know that you don't mean it in literal sense, yeah. but I'm very big on the words that we profess is mm -hmm. so powerful. Mm -hmm. So to see someone that I'm feeling this love around, I'm, I'm happy. We were in such a joyous moment. We had just sure. left, we were on a natural high yeah. for music and love and communion. And I know we were just joking, but when you said that, it was like, wait, ouch, like, yeah. I'm feeling so much life from her and like for her to hear her say that. So it was just yeah. like, let me just put it out there, let her receive it and take it how she sees fit. Mm -hmm. But at least I know that I just wanted to present this with her. I'm such a beautiful person inside and out. And I just wanted to meet you with that. It was just called over me. And I was like, what she decides to do with it is on her. Yeah. I won't force it on her. Let me just translate this message. And you received it in the best way possible. But yeah. Isn't that crazy though? Because even the message like, and, and how we translate these type of things to our friends, to our family members, when we're trying mm -hmm. to bring a new light and we're like, okay, I'm not actually sure you're going to take it, but I'm going to be willing to just, to just yeah. drop it here. And then, you know, you can't judge how someone picks it up because mm -hmm. you don't know where people are, but it's interesting right, when right. somebody's like, I reject that. And you, you mean this and you mean that. Cause I get that too. I have done that. Mm -hmm. You know, we've mm -hmm. done that. And then when someone's like, oh, I really want to consider that. It, it's just interesting what that process is like to get there. Yeah, sometimes it's like a, a constant eggshell walk, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's a reflection of our people, and it's not in a negative way. It's just kind of basically the programming that a lot of times we believe that when you give someone that type of advice or you, you feel you feel moved to talk to them that way, it's almost mm -hmm. like, do you think you're better than me? Do you think mm -hmm. I don't? Because we just kind of have that, and it's not a bad thing is not we just kind of inherit it through programming through you know oppression through abuse mental and all those things so it's like sometimes you just got to tiptoe even with my own family and it's like hey guys I don't really know and you know you don't want to be that one like oh yeah. you always think or I'm not there so it definitely comes from a place of, of love and good yeah. intentions but sometimes you just got to know when to do when it the, yeah I definitely yeah. want to get into that soon but I want to start at the beginning of your journey just for those who don't know you um Ron is an incredible artist he's a visual artist he's a painter he's a he's a one of those people who lives life in color is how I describe oh. it and so oh. I kind of want to get a little bit of the beginning of how you became to commit yourself to that type of life and you know living life of art as well as being an artist yeah so for me, the foundation of my art, of course, started as a child. Um, I had two loving parents that basically pushed me into different aspects of arts to me to find out where I felt safe. 
um, you know, through dance, through sports, uh, music, um, and actual physical art of, of crafts and painting and things of that nature, sculpture and building. So as a kid, um, it was in me, but I gravitated towards sports up until I was about 17. Like senior year of high school, uh, going into college, I knew that basketball really just didn't fulfill me as much as I thought it did. Um, and I decided, like, I just wanted to see what life else had to offer. And I'm in my first year in college was when I lost my mom. And three years after that, I lost my dad. So pretty young, um, before I was 23, lost both my parents. And the true artist, because um, I didn't really know how to express myself verbally. Mm -hmm. And I was really in a dark place. Um, just a sad soul, you know, you, your two most important people in your life are no longer with you. Uh, how do you navigate? Um, I think they did a good job of preparing me for future moments as a young man, but uh, still protected me from life as we know it. So there was a lot of things that I didn't know, there was things that I did know, but this was the best way that they decided to, to raise me, and I'm, and I'm grateful for it. But as an artist, I was, um, through all that pain and, and just misunderstanding and trying to navigate through life, I chose to use color to and, and just abstract objects and things of that nature to express myself because it was a way for me to hide behind the things that I couldn't say or how I truly felt, where I would even find it very refreshing to take a color, give it meaning, paint it in such a way or add it in such a way where you may not never know. And it was almost like for me, well, at least I got it out. It's not direct. And then when I realized that other people were going through things as well, because, you know, you, you, you kind of, you, you're so self-absorbing your own things that you forget that other people simultaneously right. is, is going, you know, going through their own thing. Mm -hmm. And I remember as I was able to come to a point to release and share my hurt and pain and story, that others gravitated towards it for their own personal reasons. And I even remember when some people were like, oh, I love how you did this, and this must have meant this. And I'm like, actually, no, but I love that you got that. Right. So it was almost like, it was almost like I was put in a place to like, okay, I know what this is doing for me, but use me to tell this story for it to move someone else. And to be a facilitator that still to this day is something that blows my mind every single time someone says like, oh, I love this piece because, or my child loved this piece, to be the author in that story or to co-author because these people have a story as well. Mm -hmm. It's just so like, centrally beautiful that it's sometimes hard to put into words. So going back to how I Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I started. Um, it was, uh, basically, you know, that like as an artist, just being able to use my art to, to speak when my mouth or my, I couldn't physically get the words out. And I'm using not a person that's left speechless, but with something like that, I just didn't know. And, and it's still, I'm still learning. It's been, I mean, I stopped counting years ago, which was part of my healing. Um, if I had to think really quick, maybe, I know it's 15 plus years, but I just, you know, I had to let go of the numbers game because even that was part of the trauma. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so on the other side of that, it's like, it's not that you have to basically come to terms with telling yourself that not memorizing numbers and dates doesn't mean that you love them less because it's like a guilt thing. Absolutely. Um, letting all that, that go and, um, you know, realizing that 
you know, you serve a bigger purpose, you know what I mean? So yeah. um, that was the, the basically the foundation of me as an artist and using color and life and to be able to speak to people because it evoked an emotion um, and to be a part of that is something that I, I always want to be in that particular vehicle, you know, it's like, come on in, take a ride, you know? That's so, such a special gift. Yeah. And I'm so grateful to the life that your parents Thank lived you. where they introduced you to that. They allowed you to play in it and I feel like they didn't hinder yeah. right or wrong in that space in the artist space that they were just like it is what it is and what you see it as is yeah. what it is which is very very special so I'm grateful to them and thank you for sharing that yeah. and like that process because you know like the connection to art is so deep and the fact that like you yeah. allow yourself to see uh, even other people's reaction to your stuff is like this is that's a full 360 healing moment in my opinion mm -hmm. so yeah what what color means the most to you uh immediately within over the last few years black is the color that means the most to me um just thinking of like the history of it the richness of it and then also just the juxtaposition on the negative connotation that is perceived by people outside of the race and um i know a lot of people are afraid to always bring things to race but it's a conversation that a lot of people don't like to have. Right. Um, and then I feel like if it was more conversations about it, maybe we would be at a, a different and, um, you know, place in time. But um, a color that represents the most for me is black. It's just the, the strength in it, the pride. Um, even, you know, just step away from, I guess, even all the social and powerful meanings when on canvas, um, that color, just when it's around other colors, for me, even though uh, I, I mess with, I play with a lot of colors, I'm always outlining in black. There's something about it that, if you just take, like, let's say you take reds, whites, blues, browns, right? And you just go around it with black. It just brings everything mm -hmm. together. And that's so like, there's a hidden message in that. The Even in the people, we're always, we're constant, like we are the true essence of yeah. human civilization. We, so like even on a canvas, taking those colors and me outlining black, it always pulls things together um, in, a, in the most beautiful way. So that's the first color yeah. um, that comes to mind um, and, and that I'm just moved by and just so happy to be a part of, you know, both racially and just as an artist. Yeah, I love that. And I, I think you're right. I think we, all of us are afraid of race in some way. I think that, you know, this yeah. time, especially during, um, well, not especially because we've experienced this before, if you were paying attention, if you're mm -hmm. black, if this, you know, but obviously there was a big amplify around George Floyd's death because yeah. it was probably the, one of the most vivid I, I've seen and, and most of us have seen and experienced. Um, and I just feel like when we were all in that moment of, okay, we watched this, we cannot take this back. Mm -hmm. We know what we just saw. Yeah. Um, it allowed for this, okay, if we don't have the conversation now, we're always gonna end up back here. Like there's no more choices. Mm -hmm. And even as black people, I, I've been having a lot of accountability and self-awareness within myself of how did I shrink myself to be a part of white supremacy? How did I shrink myself to be a part of this culture? How, when did I believe that one thing was more important than the other? When did I tell myself that I had to straighten my hair because this person told me I should? Like really going through that because all of that's connected. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's cool to be worried about white people and like, yeah, I'm mad at them too and all that. But, but I'm trying to make sure we're rich and we're healthy and we're safe and we are teaching and mm -hmm. growing and learning and relearning. Yeah. And so for you, as a black man who 
you know, it's innate for us to carry, for Black people, it's innate for us to carry a burden. And then you keep breaking that down and how you were raised mm-hmm. and where you were raised. And so as a Black man, what burdens that even have attached your identity have you decided, have you worked on shedding and which ones are you still working on? That's a great question. Um, because it, it, it makes me think it's almost like a checklist, you know, and oh. um, I think the only area, cause I'm, I'm so in your face, proud to be black in any room. Um, I will definitely, sp- I have speaking out or, if I feel a way or someone is, you know, I, I'm definitely not shy in those areas, but I will say when it comes to business practices, I've sometimes more so went into it with, let me, uh, let me be considerate how everyone might feel about this rather than just, and I think that um, I've changed since then. I've I've been more like, not so eager, just be like, Oh, when I make this, I want everybody to love it. My concern right now is how would my people feel? Anyone else secondary? Because when you look back at it, for me, having a product or building a brand at the very beginning, and it's going to probably be to my dying day, has always been my people who have been supportive in the forefront. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's not that I am telling anybody else, this isn't for you, but it's like, for me as a creative, I have to make sure that my people are good, how they feel about this first Mm -hmm. before anything. And um, I guess to answer your question, that would be the only, I guess I'm not perfect, but the only thing that kind of comes to mind when it's like checking myself and realizing what have I done? You know, what, what am I doing? It's like, business practices because you know when you do have a business you do want basically everybody to feel like okay they could relate especially for me it's always been about love peace and light um that's what I was raised around um and it's like going forward especially over the last few years I realized that I had to I guess I was just thinking too much and it was like how could I just make sure that I care for minds first um that everybody's good Uh, let's speak amongst each other how does this make us feel what's the environment here Mm -hmm. and then anything outward it's like okay then you know it's open um so i guess that would be the thing that i had to check myself or work on um um, that i could think of yeah yeah no i i get that and i think like i said the more we are aware of mm-hmm. how this has also affected us in so many different ways the more we are allowing ourselves to actually stand taller and taller and taller but if we are not willing mm-hmm. to ask ourselves the questions then here we are um so yeah. obviously you've talked about spirituality personally you and i have mm-hmm. really like man we have so many more conversations to go yeah. but <laughs> i you know i've always really admired how open and willing you were to explore your spirituality i think that's something that we're also afraid to do um yes yeah well you said yeah so how do you i mean do you feel like people are afraid to ask themselves the questions of just spirituality? yeah for for sure um because it to me it for me it all goes back to and like you said it was like learning unlearning um and just finding what that means to you i think a lot of times with just things in life we have this idea that is presented to us. And it's like, if you don't go with this idea that I gave you, you're against it. You are, you know, it's like, especially if you give me the mind and the freedom to think. Um, and it's not that it'd be a different conversation if I'm like, hey, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It's a whole different conversation. I just get to the point where this allow me to gravitate and to think freely. And if the outcome is still love, especially for thy brother and sister, does it really matter if I am not, I guess, following to a T your idea of what spirituality looks like? If I am still meeting people with love and light, if I am still being, um, you know, a, a vessel of good, you know, how important is it because I may not enter a building on Sunday at nine in the morning or open a, the book that, not saying I'm against those things, what if just, just leave room for people who might find other means to spread the message? Mm. Um, and that's basically my thing. I think we have come into a place where, like I said, it's just, here, this is how it's supposed to be. Don't touch it. Don't do dare think against or around it. This is how you're supposed to, you know, um, and it causes so much conflict within families, within friendships, relationships, because it's this idea that it just has to be one way. And that's what a lot of things in life, yeah. you're supposed to, you know, be in a- If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. Relationship one way, like, it's just, you know, love. And when you hear these other things, it's like, well, no, that don't go that way. And it's like, there's a day of no one's being harmed or it's like, why, why not? If it's just for those, that individual or those people, Maybe be open to them. It doesn't hurt you that they're not, unless it was, hey, you're doing this and the outcome is tearing the world apart. Right. You know, right. Not by uh, personal feelings, literally like you're doing something wrong and it's basically going against humanity um, and, and the forward progression on that positivity plane. You know, we can have those conversations, but, you know, I don't know. It's It's always been an interesting thing for me, especially growing up, my dad, Southern Baptist, um, you know, and, and I love that aspect of life growing up and seeing, um, you know, how devoted one could be to, um, you know, the word and, and a practice and, and a belief. And it's beautiful. Um, then I also saw the flip side of how painful it could be for some individuals just for the simple mistakes of life and how one might, you know, really badger themselves for being human. It's not, it's, it's like, it's a difference between like, okay, you know wrong, you're doing wrong, but it's like some of these, some things that I'm hearing is like, hey, be, be more kind to yourself. Like, I don't think that the loving entity that I guess we all know or as the creator would be that harsh in nature that, hey, you have bad thoughts. This is it. It's like, wait, but then you're saying love, like it's, so it's, sure. it's, it's just confusing. Sure. He's like, I was just confused. I'm confused. <laughs> so for me to not be as confused, yeah. I'm like, hey, I know what love is. I know what I guess considered to do the right thing is. I'm gonna stick to this and what this makes me feel like. I'm not gonna tell anybody that they shouldn't do what they gravitate towards to. Just allow me to be me, I, you know, in my own free spiritual way. Um, and that's what I, I find comfortable. And if you don't, that's on you, not on me. Cause I'm right. going to be well. I'm to a point in place in my life where I'm at peace with a lot of things within. Um, of course, what's going on around me, I am not at peace, um, which is a personal conflict because to be, um, you know, to do the work to be whole inside, but to not, and not to reflect 
Yeah, the world you live in. The world you live in. It's, uh, and I think a lot of people don't even realize that as black people, that's something, you know, because it's like, okay, let me do the work to get through the trauma and the oppression and all these things. So you get to a place and then you look around and you're like, oh, and it's like a guilt thing because you like, you did it and it's like but so many people are suffering should i be in this place of like such a catch-22 it's such a catch-22 you know you want to be healthy and i'm sorry to interrupt but you want to be healthy but then the world is so unhealthy and you're like okay should i be unhealthy so that we like do i be unhealthy with the world or Mm -hmm. or do i bring more people up to be healthy which obviously that's more of the answer but then there's such a battle there because there's a lot of you know, triggers to the trauma and you could be personally healthy and then the world's like, hey, we're about to do something else. And you're like, okay, this has been, I personally have described being on a seesaw for the past six months, oh, you know, just- I've said roller coasters, so same yes, difference, you yes, know? <laughs> yes, just constantly trying to figure that out. So, I mean, have you found the middle ground there? Because we're both empaths, we're, we both feel heavily. We mm. are also willing to have our self-love and self-journey, but still, mm. you know, integrate with the world. So like, what's the middle ground? Yeah, I'm searching. Um, yeah. I've, I've gotten to a place, um, but I don't think I'm there yet as far as a middle ground, because right. for me it's, it's either I've been here, here, right. um, there's moments through, um, you know, at least for me running, I've been running a lot more, uh, working out, um, meditation has gotten me closer there, but it's like with a lot of those things, it's, it's, it's very like temporary, it's you know, it's like yeah. you yeah. do it, you feel in a moment, a few hours, and then not even going to social media, you just, you ask someone like, oh, what's up, how you doing? And you just like, oh, you're reminded. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, you just, you, in your own thoughts, you, you're, you're feeling good, you're going, and you're like, oh, what's today's date? And you're like, oh, wait, it's July, you're like, wait, how many days since it's been since Breonna Taylor murderers is not arrested? It's like all these just things just like pop up and it just takes you there. So it's like, I get close, but it's like, so like, like I said, temporary. And um, I'm at the point now trying to find ways to um, like new adventures mentally and physically. Um, And it's like, then you think of like, for me, it's like, I'm so used to like traveling and using that as a, uh, a mental escape but of course with the world pandemic you can't really do that so it's right. like finding out ways where I can at least maybe get some of that mm-hmm. while trying to be safe and trying to adhere to whatever they're telling us because even with that it's like well you told me this one day it's like so much and I feel first for my people because I know I'm feeling it and it's like I just feel for us because it's like we're we have so much and this is current, right? Right. We haven't even, there's so many layers, you know what I mean? From oh. things two, three years ago, from birth, from, you know, relationships, from just life, you know, and it's, it's, it's so much, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. For those who are listening impact. to that part, I just, I hope that you can, if you can relate, this is the part that makes us human, right? And like, these are the things we have to, when we say be kind to yourself, this right here was an example of like, even though we're talking through it, even though we're saying, gosh, it's so much, it's so heavy, we're still going to make the choice, or I hope that we make the choice to be kind to ourselves and to give ourselves grace because no one of us have the answer. That's why I wanted to have these continuous conversations with fellow humans that I feel like are 
looking around, paying attention, doing the work, but loving on the world at the same time and willing to be like, okay, I can't solve everything, but in this pocket, I can solve this. And then you could take that pocket and go over there. But you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. we have to be, because even as you're hearing, you're saying that, I'm like, this was me all week. Like all of that was me all week. And so I'm like, how, what is the answer? Like, do we, do we ever, do we, I don't know. I, I don't know exactly. So, yeah. and you know, it's like, I've done a great deal of tremendous work to get through anxiety that I've dealt with. And I'm at a great place for it now. And I, I pat myself on the back. Um, but I'm, it's, there's still, I think, I don't know, I can't speak for everybody, but for me, overcoming anxiety, there's still a small portion, which probably is part of it where you realize that the steps of going back is way more closer than the years of work that you put in to get away from it. Mm. So that part mm. that you say, will there ever be a thing? The th like, I have to stop myself from going deep into that because I'm like, that's an anxiety alert waiting to happen because if you try, like if for me, giving it too much to it, it's scary because it's like, yeah. wait, really, is it? Because I look at it like our forefathers that's been fighting this same fight, right? And it's like, well, where we are today, while there have been tremendous, uh, you know, change and strides bit by bit, you and I speaking right now on, you know, this, this particular technology and to, to be able to do that compared to back then right. because we have had some major but to the, the overall picture um, just to, to be accepted and to be um, equal to seen equal yeah. that fight and it's like how long has this been going on yeah. and is it like to think that somehow in this lifetime while you're living this is going to be the time where you know but as you get older and you start seeing different things and you turn the news, you're like, wait, they're still doing that in broad daylight. And it's like, wait, you know, black women are still being attacked or like underpaid, all these different things. And it's like, how are we still here? Right. And then you think, will this ever in your lifetime or for your, you know, and sometimes for me that can like, I'm like, man, that, that could be a trigger. So I have to jump in and jump out piece by piece because the reality of what that could be um, is it, it, tough. It's hard. It's hard to, you know, to, to really realize all the stills. Are we still here? Is that still happening? Is that mm -hmm. still going on? People still do that? Like, I've had a lot of those epiphanies and, and some have been met with challenge of you can't be surprised that stuff is happening. That's also part of the privilege. Mm -hmm. And then some of it's like, okay, that is surprising and damn, we got to figure out what to do yeah. there and how to contribute. So um, you talked about, I, I don't know, know if you mind, but could you share some discoveries or things that have helped you get out of anxiety? Because that is major. And I think it's more yeah. we're all talking about it. I think we've all experienced it, but it's, we're just keeping it out in the open now. So what are some things that have helped you kind of heal from that? So uh, there's a uh, practice that I do um, and it sounds so cliche. I literally sometimes will talk to myself in the mirror. Something about seeing myself. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities. 
from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Prep myself up. Tell myself how loved and how beautiful, how I see myself. It's different when you tell me it, it fulfills me. It does a great thing with people that I love, my family. But then what about myself? So I know it's like a third person kind of thing, weird kind of thing it sounds like, but literally look in the mirror to see my body react to being told I love you. It's like, do you know what that looks like? Some people may never know, like when a loved one tells them they love you, what does your body do? Does your eye rise? Do you smirk? How do you feel? How does it, what does that look like? So for me, restoring love within myself it gave me a certain power to be able to conquer certain traumas. So even though it's not directly related, I had to build myself up to let myself know you are worthy of all great things. You are worthy to get through this. You have to see yourself and believe in that you can get through these things. So that's where it started. Conversations in the that I still have. If I'm going through something, I'm looking in the mirror and I'm like, you got this, like you gotta believe. And it's like the same talks that I would give to friends it's you know the, the, the classic thing practice what you preach it's like literally pouring those words into myself um and you know it, it helps me tremendously so amongst with those things then i have meditation and prayer um the difference the reason why i broke i, I say i'm separate some people uh for them it's the same but for me when i'm meditating it's more so being still listening to my body and my my breathing the pattern of it because again just wanting to be one with all things that creates the energy inside of me being able to hear that what that sounds like um and not taking it for granted quiet quieting out the noise around me around me and around me right um there's a difference of prayer where when i'm in prayer um you know manifesting and and asking for the things that I might, um, you know, see fit for others and myself. So for me, it's it's two different things. One is more of a call of action. The other is more of a, um, to be still and silent. Um, Those are some things that help me. Um, Also, uh, um, writing, Um, seeing, not only speaking those words, but uh seeing some of the things on paper uh as like accomplishments able to look down on it and i used to think it was a time where i'm like oh technology is so great let me just write it in my notes on my phone for some reason it doesn't do the same thing for me right someone else it might but for me notes have its purpose but like something about the pen or a pencil going across the page mm-hmm. and seeing the words form and then being able to live it it, it, it to me it it traces in my mind um, and I think that goes back to like, uh, this is kind of off topic, but in school, I was a good student because I had a memory where let's just say if the answer was 45, I would literally do like this with my eyes blink twice. I would take a picture of it written down yeah. and that's how I'll remember where to place it. So 
even in today's times, like when I write down affirmations and things that I want to conquer, those things are forever etched in my mind. It doesn't work the same way for some reason with technology in my notes. Like I can write sure. powerful things, but it just doesn't retain the same way. Right. So for me, um, like I said, to get through the anxiety was like those talks in the mirror, um, meditation, prayer, and then just writing things out. Um, and then like through the self-help, you realize like what work um, needs to be done and, and what is beneficial to you. Cause I think everyone has a different story. And that's why I'm like sometimes very like keen on how I tell someone like, cause most people are like, well, what did you do? And might want to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you kind of have to it find works for, what yeah. works for you. Just like cooking. Yeah. I can tell you how to make a vegan burger, but my spices, you might not like it. Right. But then if you like, well, I like onion powder. So you add onion powder. Now it's the best burger for you, mm -hmm. you know, and it's the same way. Like you got to know, find your thing. Maybe you have the umbrella and like under it is your own thing, you know, and that's what I encourage people yeah. to do. But I those are the that. things that help me with anxiety. I love that. I think we have to be like, we have to tr do our best to take those things seriously. I think we always say, and I'm, I'm yeah. talking to myself too, because especially with affirmation, I always say like, okay, I'll write them down tomorrow. And, and something about like, it's like, I feel scared to like write down this amazing stuff about myself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's like the thing I was confronting. Yeah. I was like, what's so, why are you being weird? Like, just say great stuff about yourself. <laughs> like, stop being weird. But I felt like I was, yeah. I was always um, putting it on the back burner. Like, it's okay. You, you know, okay, good morning. Okay, God, we love you. Okay, well, one nice thing, move on. But it's not written down. It's not something I can see. It's not repeated. Mm. It's like, that's, so that's something that I was, I'm, I have been working on and something I'm like, okay, this yeah. is, add this into your routine. Like it's important, like it's special, like it's actually going to be a part of changing and manifesting those things you want, mm -hmm. because I don't know if there's an intimidation there beforehand or like, a, I don't know, you know, yeah, that's kind of what I'm asking myself now. It's like, what was stopping you from this? Because I also, you know, we all transition from, I'm a notes person. I, I think it does work for me. So I'm very like everything I write down, I retain in a weird way. Like I write, I like mm -hmm. see it as a list and I'm like, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. That works. So what are the other things that work? And just adding to that. But I say all that to say that we, that self-love journey, that um, journey of shedding, we never yeah. give ourselves time to do it. We're in the middle yeah, of the yeah. like, please do it. <laughs> like, take the time yeah. to do it, even with yeah. the world. And understanding that, like, it's, again, the programming somewhere along the yes. way, not even, there's probably, maybe you can't even trace it to a physical person or moment, something you may have seen, something that, um, you know, just kind of happened where you were told that loving yourself and professing how amazing you are yes. is, like, bad and yes. i tell people all the time it's like, centered yes right there's a difference between selfish and selfish mm. and a lot of times people will make you feel like the things that you're doing where you're putting self first is like you're selfish it's like no i need to put i need to let myself know yeah. how amazing i feel i am i need to also feel that you know exactly. what i mean and you know it, it was again programming things that we've seen growing up as kids tv shows commercials um, our parents went through the same thing. So even sometimes they might sign us just like, don't go around thinking you cute or right. things that we just might say. And it's like, but why not? Like, yeah. I want to feel beautiful. Like, I, I'm, I feel that I'm strong. Yeah. Like, you know, and it's just things that we were taught. And again, unlearning so many things that were, were placed on us amongst all the other things that the world throws at us today. Exactly. That's why, like, it, it baffles me when people 
non-people of color try to uh, have this, I guess this story that we're, we all have this opportunity. It's like, there's no privilege, you know, just like you have this and it's like, you don't understand that based on what the, the foundation of my people was inherited in me, the obstacles that I have to even go through to get to the decision to even, to where you think that we meet, it's not just like I wake up and I'm like, oh yeah, I choose to go, you don't even know the multiple of things that I have to get yes. to before and you don't see it. So a lot of times it's like, you're speaking on something that you never will live or never understand. Never gonna like how dare you? Yeah. Like how dare you? You have no clue. And it's weird to me because like, I know you know because the same rule will apply to when you know someone is abused or, you know, and I'll, and I'll say like, not to, you know, again, not race car, but when, you know, you hear stories of like white women who are abused or children, they, they understand that trauma comes with that. And they are very, very open and understanding. But it's like when, you, when we tell you, hey, 400 years of oppression about people, and then there's, you know, from systematic and, and systemic issues and things that we deal with as a people, this is a real thing. Why do you not see that we would be you know dealing with it like how is it's almost like you don't want to because in other ways you have in other ways you've definitely showed me that you can be compassionate to someone that's going through something because you showed me that there's programs there's organizations you've donated you've made institutions for it why do you not see that these people my people are going through that and are still going through that so to think that we're at this even kill playing field it's like it blows my mind it's like are you, yeah. are you playing dumb he's like you want to believe that and it's just not true yeah i think that what i've been learning about why white people try to take themselves out of the equation is they're all of those things you mentioned giving money you know checking in whatever whatever all those that list none of it makes you look back at yourself and i think a lot of those things is if i if ron is telling you know, a white person, his trauma, the things we've experienced as a generation, it is human nature to be like, how did I contribute to that? Or did I contribute to that? Or like, I'm not a bad person. It's like, I wasn't saying you're a bad person. I am literally telling you about an experience that I need you to take yourself out of and watch or pay attention to it happening. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light to somebody else and I feel like that's the thing that I keep seeing in these conversations where I'm like I'm and some of the conversations have you know died out because it's like I feel like white people are like listen I'm tired of feeling bad every day I'm like yeah me too we hate it it sucks you know and it's not about you feeling bad that's another thing we 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 have to take our ego out of this process out of this Mm. self-awareness journey paying attention having love for our fellow brothers, having like understanding people's experiences. This is a, you're, if you are not a person of color, you will not experience, you will not understand it in the same way at if even close to the same way. So how could listening not be the first skill that you have? How could that not be, you know, listening, paying attention and believing and validating, not that we necessarily need that, but just all of the things you said is so true. And what, what I have noticed is I think people just hate feeling like they were a part of something that's negative. And duh. So just like stop thinking it's about you. That's nothing. It's not about you. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, beautiful said. Yeah.
that truth is not reality. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd also love to, again, I don't, well, not again, but I, I am not asking this because I think you represent all black men. Um, I definitely know you don't, but I would love to know what your conversations are like with black men right now, because I've always wanted to ask a black man, why is it that so many black women experience a black man in incredible friendships, but they don't get to experience them in incredible relationships? Yeah. Is it possible that they're better to their friends than they are to their lovers? And if so, why have you had conversations about that are you are your boys being like listen this is what it is you know what's what is that yeah and um again so i am very big on we can sit here and talk about within most cases their reaction and, and overlook the cause a lot of times in life it's like let's say you know you say you go to a park and you see two young kids, right? And you see one hit one first, mm -hmm. and you see the other little kid pick up something and throw it back, right? Normally, the right thing to do is go to the young kid who hit first and say, hey, you can't go around hitting da da da, right? We have been, again, programmed as a human yeah, race absolutely. to go to the kid who reacted, because you might see, well, he hit you, you just went and got that big rock. You'd have this almost like, let's go to the, you went too far, so let's talk to you first, right? Okay. Not to excuse the behavior of the kid, they're both wrong, but it's like in a situation, identifying the root of things first for me has always been helpful to understand why someone is reacting the way they react. Unfortunately, even oh, myself okay. have struggles with this. The topic of love and black men, to understand that, going back to when you don't see love in yourself because you've been told that love isn't there, you have not many reasons to love, it's very hard to then put that into someone else in a way that's not, because even through male-on-male -male companionship, the reason why that works is because like, oh, you're doing the same thing as me, like we have common ground because we are in the same place. We, we So now when it comes to loving a woman or children in the way that which, would be beneficial to everyone. Um, there's conflict because of just the lack of how that's supposed to look. Yeah. Um, and again, not to excuse, but it's like, I just think that there needs to be some type of, I don't know what that is yet, but there needs to be some type of unlearning of what we know and how we know to give love. Because even like you might see a, a grown man a young boy might fall, which and it might be painful. He hit his head or something. Quit all that crying. Hey, that's you got that. That is a learned behavior to tell for another man to tell a young boy, "Don't cry." Yes, crying is we're human. It, it there is no when 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 God created us or how we were created when crying was given out. It wasn't like this is a female trait. It was human. It's like we bleed. Right. No, Right. We, we use the bathroom. We have things that we do as human yeah. beings. So it's like you, a lot of those things just to unlearn. So I believe that, it, you know, while there is a mountain list of things, but it, to me, it starts from when you look at like when we were broken down as a people, you know, and what they did to us separately and how they broke us down and then how they turned us on. And there's no excuse. I'm just saying, I look at it like if the conversation is still happening, we can continue to just be at the forefront or try to figure out 
what's the reason behind all of that's this? That's the right? scary thing. The conversation yeah. is truly still happening. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I think that I'm also just being like, it's actually so happening. Like, even the fact that I just asked you this, I also yeah. saw 50 years ago, Nikki Giovanni asked James Baldwin the same thing. Yeah. And I like, I'm, cause as I asked it, like, I just realized I'm like, wait, why was that a question I needed to ask? Because I've not only have I heard it besides experiencing it, I've heard it. I've seen this as a, as a question, as an inquiry of like, what is going on? What is that tug of war? And everything you're saying is very, very valid, very yeah. real, scary to go back to, because then the black woman also has to sit with like, okay, I get why he's gotten here. I get how he's gotten here. Then what? Uh -huh. Then what? How do I ever, how do I, I mean, do I help him get out? Because on the end, at the end of the day, she's got her own thing. She's got to figure out. She's got so much to figure out. We're, we're breaking down what is manhood? What is womanhood? What are the things I've put on myself? Is it that I need to look like this, be like this, stand like this, talk like this, cook yeah. like this to be a, the, the valid black woman? And the same thing a black man has to experience and, and deal with and question. So it's just, it is like a wild thing. Because if we go back to the root, what happens at the root? Do we just, do we, okay, let's say me and we just keep asking each other questions. Right. Do we, I mean, what happens? I don't know. It's the work. And I don't, like yeah. I said, I don't know what that all looks like, but it's like going to the root of it and realizing that, okay, clearly the way we were going was, was severely interrupted. Um, mm -hmm. Because if you look back to civilization, we weren't like that. Love was a thing. We were, we were powerful. We seen the light in each other. We were kings and queens. We totally. had gold. We were beautiful, we, you know, we, 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 we were it. Um, so to strip people of that, it's like finding the core of who you are and what that work looks like. I think it all starts within individual journeys. Um, and even that, I think so many people miss that because again, from just a broken place, most people are in search of someone to help them get to that place. Like you often hear, oh, you complete me, or you're my better half. And when I hear that sometimes, well, I know the intentions are good, but when I think of it, I'm like, to even profess that someone else can be a better part of you, yeah. to me, it's almost like you do yourself a disservice. It's like, I want to get to a point where I am as full as possible. So when and if I do meet someone, right, it's like, Wherever they're at, we meet, we have our individual, you know, journey in space, but it's like the kind of completion that we give each other is not to wear half and half. Right. It's the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. um, I feed off you, you feed off me, but never am I'm coming from a place of lack where you complete me. You can teach me things, you can yeah. show me things, you can inspire me to do things, but all those things have to be somewhere rooted in me in order for me to see it. Um, so and real. I just think like, so yeah. it, it, a lot of people, again, for, for so many reasons, just aren't willing to do that work um, or to see that work or not in a place, they're not in a place to see it, basically what I'll say. Yeah. Um, and again, it just, it goes back to this, this, this shameful programming that we as a people have endured. Um, and it's, it's, it's really sad, uh, the amount of work that just has to be done. And I don't know. Like I said, I just don't know because to even move it to a different topic, I was speaking to a friend just the other night and I had to apologize profusely. I remember a situation where I was, um, it's funny you say, it was actually that essence that we um, 
in New Orleans. I noticed a friend who pulled me close. I was like, hey, this guy is acting weird. I need you to like act like I'm like, you know, you're interested in me or we're dating. I'm like, sure, cool. Like, is, is that all you want me to do? Um, and she's like, yeah, I don't want it to be that, but I just need him to get the picture, leave me alone, right? And I was like, all right, cool. Um, and then she kind of went on her business. And then I was speaking to another young lady that I just met. And I saw that that same gentleman was about to confront that lady. And when he saw me again, speaking to another lady, he like did his hands like, oh, like almost like this thing, like, you know, and <laughs> I noticed it. And I didn't take the time to ask her because I didn't know her that well. Didn't take the time. I was like, hey, are you okay? Like, are you also avoiding? Like I did, I just kind of was in my silence. And that was years ago. And I spoke to her recently because that particular gentleman is now in, um, a lot of women have come forward to basically tell their like very when something happens to your kitchen you might say this is ludicrous but that won't fix your home that will only get you the rapper ludicrous having trouble don't panic don't be alarmed you need to file a claim holla at state farm like a good neighbor state farm is there that's right you can file a claim on the app or call us Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Very like, you know, just just really sad stories about his behavior. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, I felt a way that I'm like, hey, I know I didn't know you. I felt like I failed you in that moment. You know, like mm -hmm. I didn't stand up for you. And she, you know, of course she was like, no, I was fine. I didn't notice it. And it made me think of the times where in my own rights, did I do enough to protect, you know, our own, our own women? And um, I feel like at moments, maybe I could have done more, like even if against my own friends or, um, you know, and, or things that I may have seen. And it's just like, you just kind of keep to yourself because you kind of just taught to like, sometimes, well, if it don't involve you, mind your own business, you know, in, in that case. Um, and it just, it, it, it put me in a place where I just felt so somewhat guilty, not for his behavior, but for the fact that what would it look like if not only myself, but if more people were doing more in times of, especially when you hear like, you know, a situation that's going on now with the, um, in the army, the young lady that was found, like, yeah. what if someone who may have seen that would have said like, look, man, I know this might be a history that goes on around here, but let's not do that. Or, who may have known that it was going down that night and maybe yeah. did something yeah. different, you know, like right. even changing that, like being able to speak up more and not feel, want, not feeling this, this like shamefulness or just wanting to kind of be quiet, you know, all those different things would just, just need to unlearn, you know, um, it starts from within, like I was saying. It's such a, first of all, thank you for sharing that and really talking through that moment because I appreciate that you called her and let her know. And I honestly wish the more, you know, just like you said, more of us would really be willing to just recognize and learn. There's nothing, it doesn't take away from our worthiness. It doesn't take away from who we are. It actually increases how much we see ourselves changing and evolving. And I, even the fact that you pat yourself on the back, I'm going to pat myself on the back for the fact that like, we're even having a conversation like this. I mean, I don't, two years ago, I'm not sure if I was in the, I'm, I can tell I wasn't in the same place, but just to continue to be in that place of being aware, apologizing, knowing when you're wrong, knowing when it's like, okay, even, and even being right, 
what does it look like to be right? Does it mean like, I'm right, you're wrong? Is it the same type of arguments? No, it's not all of these type of things. And imagine if every, every person of privilege did that. Imagine if every black man protected a black woman, every white person protected black people, every, imagine like if we were, every parent protected a child or every able-bodied person protects somebody with, um, with a disability. I mean, where would the world be? <laughs> like, I'm just having a moment of like, oh my goodness, you know, but yeah, I just think that it's, I don't know. I, I can't lie. I've been a little emotional just really realizing how unprotected in some situations I have felt and thinking like, oh, well, because I averted to, well, I'm strong, so I didn't need to be protected. And you find out later, it's like, but it really would have been nice. And then there's other things that me as a Black woman, as an able-bodied person, as a you know person who speaks English, anything could have protected somebody else. And there's just so much to that. And I think that you're right. The conditioning, the programming is beyond deep. It's not beyond repair, but it is deep. And yeah. it's, it's very scary because it really worked. Like so much of it worked. And I'm like, wow. And if we can just pull each other out of that, I don't know. I mean, that's where I get a little lost. I'm like, it, these people have been trying to play us for so long. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, the, even you saying like, pull yourself out um, and pulling each other. Yeah. For me, what, what that looks like for me is transparency. Um, especially as a black man and, and understanding my worth and value to my community through arts, you know, there's a, there's it, coming to that place of like even accepting that, hey, people support you, people like what you do and understand that because again, it's like being, you know, this weird idea that if people like you, well, no, don't like me too much, you shouldn't like, you know, all these different things, but coming to a place where like understanding um, uh, what I mean to myself and others and how transparency works. So I remember when I, I really learned that when I was able to talk about um, the sexual assault um, that I had to deal with as a child or dealt with as a child, uh, something that I was never comfortable, to, I mean, to speak about. And still to this day, it's, it's a conversation that most can't bring themselves to have. And I remember when I took to social media to talk about how I forgive myself first, you know, um, and just being able to, to shed light on it. So many men in private reached out to me that didn't even know me. A lot of this, their first sentence was, hey, I don't know you. I've never said this to anybody, but thank you. Or I appreciate you bringing it. I don't know how to say. And I'm like, I didn't know how to say it either. It's just, just getting to a point where realizing that this doesn't define me because somewhere along the way in the weirdest thing, I guess in our minds, we've been trained that for whatever shortcomings that this adult has done that has failed me as a child because they were supposed, I was supposed to be in their care. Somewhere along that, that happened to me. I guess we were shown that as men, that there's some kind of homosexuality trait uh, attribute to that. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's mind blowing. It's like, wait a minute, here you have a young kid who's being a kid, an adult who has a more mature mind, failed this individual and did something to him. And you have somehow made the victim feel like, that it, he is wrong or that it's like, why would I feel that? Like, I know who I am at my core. I, I was a child. Like, yes. I can't put that on, and there's so many people who are hiding behind this particular thing because of what the world told them. Oh, nah, son, you gay, that happened to you. It's like, huh? Yeah. 
But and even if you are, it doesn't mean it's, it's because of that. Like, right, exactly. Like, and again, unlearning the programming that it, it, it just goes so deep. And I remember coming to, because I also thought that this is what probably what people are going to think. And even furthermore, because I associated that act with, you know, I guess homosexuality and my misunderstanding of it, hate is a strong word. Yeah. But as yeah. a young man, I thought I hated, well, I told myself I hated people who are homosexual because I thought for, that's what that was. Yeah. Not realizing that, you know, what, that's a whole other conversation. But to me, the two things had nothing, to, in that particular case, had nothing to do with it. And then furthermore, with my situation, my, um, thank God that I was never a victim of like sodomy or anything, because that's even a deeper trauma that I can't really speak on for those individuals who's experienced that, because I know that comes with a deeper pain and a deeper level to, to overcome. Um, for my situation, it's just very inappropriate behavior, things that kids shouldn't be exposed to at that age or you shouldn't be doing that around kids mm -hmm. or touching them in that way or showing them things. Two women were involved in my situation too. So you have to think of then as a man, how does that play when you are heterosexual and two women at a very young age did these things to you and you realize it. It, it took me that I didn't even know that the traumas that I dealt with from that because again, you're thinking, well, I'm a man, I like women, so those things don't bother me. Those right, are two women, right? You, right? Your naivety or just like your ignorance, you think that there's no, um, you know, issue with that. Till one day, um, you know, being in a relationship and kind of like playfully play fighting, I was basically held really tight, like where she had a grip. And it took me to that moment. The first time I ever went back to that moment where this young, this this lady used to basically tie me up in a way and I realized that this is the this is the trauma from that how it's showing up in my adult life mm. suppressing it for so many years thinking that they would they would have no effect not realizing that this is why you don't like to be held down or held too tight or restrained in any way this is what it stems from and you're like oh man I have to work through that and you're just not knowing so again those conversations that most people um you know, just not ready to have or for whatever reasons, but I, I encourage, I don't know where or how, maybe like again, in the mirror or to yourself or writing it down, but I learned that holding those things in for me has just been a world of destruction for my internal good. And it has spilled out because it, until I was able to get over those things and get through, sorry, get through those things, I wasn't able to love fully myself or others. I wasn't able to be present enough for myself and others. Um, and just the light and the, how light I feel that I'm able to get that weight off. Right. Um, it's a tremendous, like, uh, sorry, I get a little choked up, but it's just a tremendous okay. feeling. Oh, yeah. you know? um, but I, like I said, I encourage, and, and especially women go through too, but I, I encourage men because I think and know that it happens far more than we think. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. And then even going to those individuals who commit these very, very sad uh, crimes and actions and, and, and just to realize, like, I'm at a place where, again, going to the root, what would make someone, and not excusing their behavior, please don't get it confused with me pacifying yes. or excusing the right. wrong that they're doing. But just to understand, to me, I, I want to go deeper and you can, when you go deeper, you realize 
this is a pattern. Sometimes it's a situation where it happened to them or they weren't loved properly. So you just have these, these like really, really, really tumultuous, like bad cycles that are happening within a community. And then you would, then you get to a place where let's just say like, I meet you and it's like, okay, on the outside, we, we, we like, okay, we feel this. Now we're together, and then now we have to face the things that are holding on inside. Yeah, and it's yeah. like really ugly truths. Yeah. So much yeah. that when you hear it, it's like, uh-uh, I'm not dealing with that. <laughs> and I'm a victim of that. I've definitely yeah. been told that, like, oh, you don't know how to fight. And um, I will raise my hand and say, you're right. I, I don't. I have not been able to conquer that. And seeing that this individual is hurt and going through their thing, and the minute that it shows up for me to like stay in it because of the things that I'm dealing with. But specify um, that a little bit because I don't want it to be, yeah. you don't know how to fight. Like you don't know how to show up in a relationship or you don't know how to defend. Can you get a little more specific? Yeah, so, really more that, so yeah. Those, those things, yes, I worked on that and I've been um, understanding and open to those things. But for me, let's just say if the thing continues to show up over and over again, and I guess for me, feeling that there's a certain type of lack of work, because then again, it's like, well, I, I shouldn't be putting how much work one should be doing. Mm-hmm. But then again, I'm like, is there any work being done? Or, and like, how much, then I have to like ask myself, how much of this am I willing to endure? Right. You know, like, could I really be present fully while this person unpacks this? you know, truth of theirs. Um, And what does that do for me and my trauma? And again, there's been times where I'm like, I just don't think I can do it because of the work that I'm still doing. Um, Nothing against that individual um, or individuals that have times that I've I've done that. But um, that's just the the truth of it. Um, It it hurts sometimes because you want to be able to, I guess in their words, fight. Um, but something, some individuals, like speaking for myself, there's certain things that I just don't have the fight in me in those particular aspects. Yeah. Protect you, yes. Push you to your dreams, to inspire you, I will fight for that. When I see that maybe you're at a place in your life where you're not understanding the self journey in it and you're more so relying on others, um, I might have to step back from that because I think that in the long run, you might appreciate this. Maybe now you may not see it because a lot of times too, staying in it and doing those things, you're just enabling. Yeah. Oh. You don't realize that. That's um, hard because you, you really don't. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. so now I'm enabling. Like sometimes yeah. I'm supporting, sometimes I'm enabling, sometimes I'm not paying. You know, it's all of those things. It could be all of those things. Ugh. Dang. And if you said, place yeah. now, you know, not to cut you, but it's like, think about this even further. Cause, you know, I'm single and with all that's happening now on top of what has happened before, what would dating even look like in the next few months when we're even yeah. able to court? Yeah. Because to me, virtual courting is one thing, but there's nothing that will ever compare to actual physical connection yeah. and energy. Um, and like, what is that, excuse me, what does that look like? you know, on top of those traumas. And it's like, I feel like now is the best time for you to do the self-work because Absolutely. to think about even getting a relationship or meeting someone now, 
you have to be understand like, okay, is this just a sigh of relief that I can like, oh my God, somebody's here, save me, or is it like I've done the, I'm at a place where I know where I'm at. This person seems to be at a good place and know where they're at. We can build. You know, we can really build. And I think a lot of times it's more so the oh my God, somebody's here. Let me just jump in. It doesn't even feel fun though. Like in this state of where we are, I feel you because most times it is that or it can be that. But in this state, if we're all having this global consciousness that we are having, yeah. it would not feel fun to be like, oh, okay, take this away. It's like, I want to have a conversation. I want to talk. I want to talk through like, so what you've been learning? What you've been discovering? What's going on? It cannot be back to the movies and let's go shopping and match at the mall. It just doesn't work anymore. That also left with coronavirus. Like, no, no, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't personally see us going that, but maybe that's just you and I having this conversation. Other people are like, mm, yeah, that's what we're about to do. I don't know. Because also to you miss that, you know, a part yeah. of you is like, it's a, it's a safe haven. And we, right now we're so unsafe. You're just looking for that safe thing. So yeah. it's like, wow, this person just thinks, you know, maybe they're focused on the physical attributes and I'll take it. Cause it's like, imagine you just, you being beaten up every day. Your heart yes. is being punched and kicked. Sometimes you just surrender. So it's like, I'll just, but again, it's that cycle that continues to happen. Cause then, okay, you surrender then six months in something finally shows up. And it's like, well, how are you going to deal with it now? Because you've literally been sweeping this thing under the rug yeah. for six months, um, you know, and, and, and now we're at this place. How do we deal with it? Mm-hmm. You know, um, mm. it's tough. Maybe. I don't have the answers. I don't know right. what to do or how that looks. I'm not saying not do it. I'm not saying do it. I don't know. But right. just, we're I'm, just talking I'm, it out. We're just trying to figure right. it out. Like, I'm yeah. conscious of it. Yeah. I think that's important because you got to realize that Maybe some, some people aren't talking or even thinking about it in that way. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know? I agree for sure. And I think like, I'm hoping, I mean, I, I was going to say, I assume we're all conscious of it, but that might be, that might not be true. But I do think it's so important for us to just, again, because this is a hard conversation to have. You, we just want to say dating is dating and keep it moving and keep it chill. We do want to keep everything, you know, it's not fun to have everything be a thing, but low key, everything is a thing because this mm-hmm. is life and mm-hmm. life is an entire thing. So, you know, there's the fun, easy parts to it, but I think those parts become breezy when you do this work, when you pay attention, when you really get down to the nitty gritty, because then the laughs are just louder and they're purer and they're just, you know, where they come from. You know, they're not like, oh, I'm guessing because I'm not sure. I don't know. That's just me. That's kind of what I'm like also discovering and being staying in it because that's also what I'm excited about. I'm excited for the, just the purity of knowing that like on the other side of the work is is just like I don't I don't want to say there's peace because I think that's also part of the work finding peace within everything but yeah I don't know something something on the other side just well, there's peace like, on the other side it's a whole yeah. different piece it's a uh, this peace isn't just a, a place you know it, it, it's a it's a whole other and like I said I've come in and out of those the, those feelings and you realize it's almost like it's almost like this, so like say you have your way of cooking, right? I keep going back to that, but you have your way of cooking and you go to this restaurant and you're like, oh, I didn't know rice could taste like this because you just knew rice to be this thing. And you're like, wow, like this is, a, for me, peace and happiness while there is a self inner peace happiness. Mm-hmm. But on the other side of the work, it's like, oh, this is peace too. Like, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a feeling, an outside feeling around it as well. There's an inner, but then there's also this like exponential like, 
feeling of if this peace, energy, and happiness that you're like, oh my God, like this is what it looks like on the outside. Um, but again, I don't think you get to that because you have to know what, you have to identify first. Like I say a lot of people, when people say to me like, wow, man, you know, you, you have this thing or you're just this, you're just that. And I'm like, you know what's the beauty in that is that you wouldn't be able to identify the things in me if it wasn't in you. Like you wouldn't be like, it, it would be foreign. You, we, don't, we don't know the things that we don't know. So sure, if I can sure. say to you like, wow, you're beautiful. That's yeah. because I understand what beauty is. I might not have gotten to the point where I see it in me, but the first step in realizing to call something beautiful is that you have to know the definition of it. You have to be able to know what it is to identify it in someone else. So that's the first part. So then you take that, well, what is it that I identify with her or in this individual? And it's not just always going to be physical. And then see how I can apply it to myself, where I can get to that in the most positive, safe way. Mm -hmm. um, and you just break it down that way. You know what I mean? You have to be able to identify these things in order to, you know, call it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that. That's so good. And I, oh, yeah, I hope we really like, that's another moment where I feel like, again, as humans, if we give ourselves those pat on the backs, those grace moments, those like, hey, you recognize it. That's the first step. You identified it. Now we continue the work of applying it and, you know, sitting in it and staying in it and, and then like blossoming from that place. Mm -hmm. So I love that. That was really dope. Um, before we end, I want to ask you one last question. Yeah. Well, I know. <laughs> These people are going to be like, I'm lucky. Conversation. I'm like, I know. I'm, listen, honestly, I'm about to pop. I'm like, okay, we move us to the phone. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> Because we can really go on. Honestly, yeah. we need to do a live summit. I, I'm, I'm picturing it in my head. I'm like, okay, so live Barack. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, I'm picking my friends. Not necessarily just my friends, but I'm picking people that I just see that, that light in, that, that light that needs to be, sh like, everyone needs to experience it because you are also, we're, in this moment, I feel like we're helping people find their own light. And that's what I'm believing. That's what I'm praying. That's what I'm also finding ours. Yes, you know? yes. Yeah. Remember, we are the light. Remember that video we did? We were like, we don't know where the light is, but we are the light. So in my favorites. Yes, <laughs> my favorites. So good. Um, but yeah, so one of the last questions I wanted to ask you, ask you was, what was the last thing you forgave yourself for, for the first time? Mm. Wow. Hmm. Sorry. Um, cause it was recent. Uh, so, you know, I get, I keep talking about my parents and it, it, they mean a lot to me. Um, it, I basically, um, I don't know how, what it was, but somewhere in there, the loss of them, just, I guess, my own mental, I, it was a certain type of blame of maybe if I was better, they'll still be here because I'd be, like, worthy of them still being here or something. So, mm. I know death kind of can cause you to do, you know, certain, makes you think certain things. And for me, um, just coming to a place of, and just saying, Ron, that's not true. Like, you had no control over that. Mm -hmm. It had nothing to do with you. Think about the life that you were able to experience while they were here. That's where your focus should be. That is the joy of what they were able to provide for you, the experiences mm -hmm. that they 
offer to you, the life, the love, you had nothing to do with that. Like, even if you were a scholar or the big, I don't know, like nothing would change the outcome of that. They lived their life, their time, their stamp on life was already written. That's how it played out, whether you were going to be, you know, this thing that you thought you were going to be or not. Um, and I just come to terms and basically forgive myself for the mental and in some cases physical abuse that I put on myself for that. Mm-hmm. You know, it did happen at a very young age and not really knowing how to like navigate through that. Um, definitely came with a lot of lessons still to this day. Um, but with that forgiveness, um, how I am able to see them and hear them through the various spaces that I travel in nature, um, through, you know, God's creations, through animals, butterflies, the clouds, through people, uh, they show up so beautifully now that I'm able to able to let go of some of those things that I guess negatively held on to. Um, and it's like what I thought of them before, how I see them now. And it's like, oh, to I me still like 10 times the most beautiful entities I've ever was able to like, mm-hmm. it, it's not to even be like to make this thing, but you see that plant behind you. It's been catching my eye this entire time because when I think of plants, I think of my mom, I see her because of the, plant life that she had growing around um and it makes me smile you know um so to round out that question sorry to get emotional well i'm not okay. sorry I'm yeah sorry. no please don't apologize i'm not sorry no please don't apologize um yeah i uh just had to come to a place of forgiveness um and with that not knowing that with that forgiveness the light on the other side of that how beautifully I'm able to see them show up for me in ways, um, you know, it's just, uh, I wish there was a way to, and maybe there's not, maybe it is a self-absorbed eternal thing that's supposed to be for me, but if I could show it, if there was a way where I would be able to share what that looks like and feels like, um, I would do it in a heartbeat. Or maybe I'm the product of that. Maybe I am what that looks like. And there's, when we first got on the phone, you said you see something, Wow, you see something in me. Maybe it's that, you know. Yeah. Maybe, um, maybe it's those things. Uh, I don't try to act like I know everything because I don't. I learn things, so maybe it's that. Um, but thank you for asking that. I don't think I've ever put it into words, or I, I know mm-hmm. no one's ever asked me that. I never thought about it that way. But I'm, I'm happy that you created this particular platform today for me to share that for the healing that it's continuing continuing to do. Um, so I thank you for that. And thank you for stepping into that. I really appreciate that because as you were healing, I didn't, I was able to be a part of that with you and, and that was an incredible experience. So thank you for like just being open. That was, mm-hmm. I'm, I just like, God, I, I, I know that anyone who's watching has, has, I hope they have this appreciation for your parents that I personally am sitting with right now. Cause I'm like, you created this wonderful person. Like they really did that. And you are definitely the light that is shining still from their experiences throughout, you know, 
like you're just you're still such a light bulb and a flashlight and all those things of their lives and so that's really really awesome so thank you for sharing that that's a fair for you yes unless it's crazy no i'm kidding <laughs> i want you to close your eyes okay right you do like this right close your eyes and i'm just I want you to feel me hugging you as i'm going to feel you hugging me because your hugs mean a lot to me um throughout friendship you have, your embrace um, is definitely a healing space and thank you for providing that. But I just wanted to take this moment to feel that and I'm gonna just be quiet for three seconds as we just stay in that space and feel that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my love God, I love you so much. That was, okay, I need to come back to LA. I need to see my friends. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Wow, Ron, I feel so loved. You're so loved. You're so loved. You're so needed. Dude, you're so needed. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Guys, if you, I hope in the middle, some way you ran and got a journal so you could just, or voice recorder, or, you know, it's on YouTube. Rewatch it. Send it to all your friends. Um, watch it again. Learn, love, you know, have a moment with your friends. Share it. Share something real. Like this was such a blessing thank you ron thank you for being a part of human to human you're like one of my favorites so thank you. and that title human to human is like so needed is so necessary is yeah. so like powerful um human to human connection like i was saying no cliche is like nothing can compare to it nothing can compare to it. A technology can try their best to simulate whatever you know and, and some of those things might fulfill a certain thing but nothing will ever like how you even just said, I need to get back to LA to be around. Yes. This does a thing, but there's nothing like presence and energy. This cannot, for some reason, translate the physical energy that we would provide for each other, that exudes off our bodies, the radiation, you know, that we give. Um, there's limits to it through technology. Um, we appreciate it, you know, but we understand the deeper connection that's in the reality of being face-to-face, -face, you know? So, mm. Thanks for listening to the Human to Human podcast and this episode featuring a conversation with Ron. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe, rate, leave a review. And while you're at it, share this with someone you love or someone you like, but regardless, share it. Your feedback is appreciated and your thoughts are valued. So let's stay connected between episodes at stacyak.com slash human human, where I'll be answering this episode's reflection question. You can also connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at one take Stace. I'm your host, Stacey Ike, and remember, guys, we are not what we do. We are who we choose to be. So let's be curious. Let's be in community, be love, be support, and be real together. Sending you some love this week. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.